So there's this question that I've gotten a couple times and I figured I would answer it because, you know, if one person is asking this question, if a couple people are asking this question, maybe there's a lot of people who just for whatever reason have not reached out to ask the question yet. The question that I'm getting is, how do you find direct response companies in a niche? So more specifically, they're looking for how to find clients for direct response copywriter. So you want to be a direct response copywriter. And, you know, people have said, oh, direct response companies are the best to work with because they value copywriters, etc. But how do you find those specific companies? Um, <laughs> because, yeah, honestly, like most of them don't put it in their name, right? Um, so I'm going to share a few criteria that I have used. And then just a few more tips on how to help you find direct response companies in a niche. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. Okay, before we get to the how to find direct response companies, Today's episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. And specifically, I want you to check out the link to a web class that I recorded on big idea copywriting. Now, pretty much every powerful, like million dollar plus or $10 million plus sales letter or campaign that is created is based on one of three big idea types. And it's based around one powerful big idea. And writing big idea copy is it's like essential to reach the highest heights of direct response because it is these big ideas that really pull in markets and get people to spend money on products or services that can benefit them. And so this particular uh, web class that I want you to check out, you can access the recording right now. You can unlock three days access to the recording is about writing highly effective, big idea, direct response copy. It teaches the three big idea, idea types, the only three big idea types behind just about every million dollar plus sales letter. It teaches the upscene test, which is a specific test that I came up with, um, with six different criteria against which you can judge your big idea to determine if it's going to be a success or a failure from the beginning. It also shares the deep structure of copy that generates sales and results, what to say after you introduce your big idea to turn it into action. So check that out. The link is in the description. And now let's talk about how to find these direct response companies in a niche. Before we even get into like that part of it though, I feel like it's critically important to define direct response. This actually came up in a copy review. A copywriter was saying like her client didn't want her to write direct response copy. And at the same time, her client wanted her to generate response with the copy. And so there are a lot of different layers or levels of meaning to direct response. And it's important to have a clear understanding of that before we can even get into like how to find the companies in the niche. So. There's something, and we can put this in air quotes, right? Like this direct response style of copy. 
And what that means for most people today is kind of this over-the-top, hypey, like highly emotional, sometimes manipulative or uh, like questionable, shady, uh, scammy type copy, right? And there definitely is that component to the direct response world. And it's represented by like this, a tone of copy, emotion and like gigantic promises. And how a lot of people perceive that is like unsubstantiated claims, um, you know, just big promises without backing it up. And yes, that's like one small segment of the total direct response world. But I like to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and say, what is like, what is the bare minimum for something to qualify as direct response? And for that, we can go all the way back to scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins. And he actually, um, by the way, you can go to freescientificadvertising.com. I recorded an audiobook of scientific advertising for myself, and then I decided to give it away to the world because it's, it is such a valuable thing. So you can get an audiobook plus PDF at freescientificadvertising.com um, that, that is that book that I'm talking about here. So direct response, like at its core, really, it's about doing scientific advertising. It is about having advertising that has a measurable response. So essentially that's, you have to say, what is somebody going to do to respond? And in order to get someone to respond, you're probably gonna have an offer. So if you do this response, you're going to get this offer, right? That is, and, and that response is going to be measured. And then you're going to make decisions based on what works. So you might measure we tried this thing, did it work or not work? Or you might measure, we tried these two things, these two different ways of trying to get this response, and you know, version A worked better, better than version B. And so at its very core, direct response is, we're gonna make an offer, we're gonna ask somebody to take a specific action to respond to get that offer, and we're gonna figure out if it worked or not, and maybe we're gonna try some different things to see what works best. At its core, that is direct response, regardless of any superficial, like uh, like the superficial details of implementation, the wording and all of that stuff, regardless of any of that, you know, big, bold, bright headlines, whatever, those are tactics that are not the core of direct response. The tactic or, or the, the principles and strategy that are the core of direct response are we're going to put a marketing message in front of somebody to try and make them respond. We're going to measure how people respond and we're going to make decisions based on how people that measured response. That's direct response. So and then and then so on, on one end is like the super tactical, you know, loud over the top, whatever marketing that is direct response in air quotes. The other end of the spectrum is this like the principles and strategy of measured response and making decisions based on measured response. And then there's this broader like the spectrum itself is the direct response industry. And inside that industry, there are certain traits that, that tend to represent direct response and direct response clients. So um, like I, I 
I did this article a while back on the nine criteria of a perfect copywriting client from Clayton Makepeace. And I'm gonna make sure to include a link in the description to that and to scientific advertising, that free scientific advertising. Um, but the nine criteria of a perfect copywriting client, I, I'm gonna list three specific criteria that I pulled out of that, that, that represent maybe some high level criteria that you're, you're gonna recognize across the direct response industry. There tends to be a copy-centric culture because in direct response, we figured out for the most part, there has to be copy, there has to be a core selling message that drives the response. You can't just like put up a pretty picture and get people to respond. It tends to be the copy that drives the response. The, the picture, the design should support the copy and can, can, can make a big difference in terms of response, but there still needs to be copy driving the response, presenting the offer, telling people why they respond or why they should respond. There tends to be a strong growth orientation, growing your list, growing your leads, growing your customers, growing your, your sales, growing your profits. There tends to be a strong growth orientation and direct response. Uh, you know, when you start to figure, when you start to decide what you're gonna do based on what works better, you're probably gonna aim to grow. <laughs> and there also does tend to be a testing obsession among those in the direct response industry. Because we make decisions based on what, what people are responding to and what people aren't, we're gonna do a lot of testing. We're gonna test, does this work better than this? You know, And which one are we gonna use based on that? So the copy-centric culture, growth orientation, the testing obsession, if you want the other six criteria of a perfect copywriting client, you can check the link in the description. But now that we have some more clarity about like what does direct response mean, hopefully that's gonna help us make decisions about finding those direct response companies and potential clients because they don't necessarily have to have that direct response style that's like recognizable from a mile away because it's so loud. They can just be people who measure their advertising, make decisions based on that, probably have offer like a single offer at the core of their individual pieces of marketing and advertising, and they're probably gonna use more copywriting and they're probably gonna do some testing, things like that. So how do you identify these direct response copies? Well, I actually have four different kind of segments that we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into the niche, so you can identify direct response companies in part based on the niche or sub-industry that they're in. There are certain niches that we'll talk about in a second that are much more much more heavily populated by direct response marketers. A much higher percentage of the companies in that niche are going to be direct response marketers. They tend to be the niches where, where a lot of the copywriting um, industry is, is known for being there. Um, but this is just one way. Um, also, the practice, you can observe the practice of direct response, of direct marketing and you can identify direct response copies that way. You can find and identify direct response copies based on style. You can certainly look at style and you're going to find companies that are more heavily oriented towards direct response based on recognizable style. Um, and then I'll give you some bonus tips for, um, for finding and identifying direct response copies. So let's get into the niches first. What are the top niches for direct response marketing? Well, by topic, by topic specifically, they tend to be financial or wealth publishing. And for that, we can also include things like business opportunities, right? 
they tend to be, and, and so like in the, especially like the investment publishing world, there is a ton of companies that are very much direct response driven that primarily use marketing as their way to acquire new leads and customers and to generate sales within their business. They may have other components of the business, but still the core of the business is direct response and direct response copy. And that financial world is full of that. It also does tend to be a very responsive audience to that. Business opportunity, um, like I said, like that's it's kind of part of the financial wealth publishing. It's it's also it can kind of exist on its own, and that like we could even talk about my business as a business opportunity business. I don't I don't talk about it a lot that way, but but I am essentially talking about copywriting as a skill set and copywriting and marketing as a place where you can earn an income and build a business. And you know that's what I've done since 2010, actually before that. Um, and, and, and so to some degree, this is business opportunity. There are also other business opportunities that you might consider more like, I don't know, kitchen table entrepreneur type stuff, but that all does represent, um, business opportunity. I have alternative health listed here. There can be some, a mix of like uh, self-directed health thing, the traditional, medical industry does not use a ton of direct response, uh, in part because most sales are made through doctors and through pharmacies and through things like that. So there's not the same type of response mechanism, but the alternative health industry, so we're talking about things like supplements and health information, and we could even group in a lot of fitness related offers here. There does tend to be a lot more direct response there for people who are self-managing their health who are not going through the traditional medical industry or who are supplementing the traditional medical industry. I mean, I buy plenty of supplement related things and and like things like protein and stuff. Like those things are are fertile grounds for direct response. Relationship information products. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that help with relationships in lots of different ways, but there are a lot of information products related to improving your relationship, getting into relationships, connecting with others, etc. Those tend to be great places for direct response. One of the things, and I don't have this in my notes here, is that when the topic being discussed, when the uh, offer being made is somewhat complex, relative to um, to the, the uh, commitment that you're asking people to make. So for example, making a decision for how to invest your money, even if it just involves buying a $39 a year investment newsletter, making a decision for how to invest your money, that's kind of a complex decision-making process, right? And it's not as obvious as something like, <laughs> well, uh, so, so uh, an alternative would be like weights, like weights in the gym, right? Primarily weights in a gym, you're going to look at things like, are they rubberized? How heavy are they? Do they fit on my bar? Do they look good? And most of those things can be found out. Uh, they're very simple ideas to communicate and they can be found out with a features list, right? And a picture of the weight set. And and so that is a simple value proposition, a simple offer. Toilet paper is a fairly simple value proposition and simple offer. Investment newsletters are not. So if the topic and the value proposition is a more complex thing, it tends to be 
a place where direct response is much more common. Also, offer type can play into this when we're talking about niches. Um, so information and publishing and courses and all of that stuff, those places are, are naturally prone to people who want to consume information. And, um, and people who want to consume information do tend to respond to direct response type copy because it is a way to convey information about a product or service. So information publishing courses, those tend to be big places for direct response. Health supplements, I mentioned alternative health being, being uh, one option, but specifically health supplements, especially unique formulations of health supplements do tend to be a place where there are a lot of direct response companies. Consumer and mail order products. So um, if you are speaking directly to the consumer who has the ability to pull out their credit card and, and give you money, like that, that is a place where direct response can shine to some degree, I will argue that there are a lot of like e-commerce uh, companies that may use some level or another of direct response style copy, um, even if they don't look like a traditional sales letter, if it's like a product listing, but the copy itself compels you to increase your interest and desire for the product. Then and it specifically makes that offer. It specifically tells you to take action and buy the product. Then, to some degree, there is some direct response elements involved. There can also be certain strategies involving paid advertising and things like that that increase the 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 overlap. If you if the you could do a Venn diagram with those overlapping circles, overlap between what they're doing and direct response. And then coaching and consulting is another industry where there does tend to be a lot of direct response based on how it's sold right now. There tends to be a lot of funnels and especially online, um, there, there, there tends to be an overlap between people who practice direct response marketing and people who do uh, coaching and consulting related offers. So how do you find these companies that are practicing direct response marketing? Um, well, if we, if we go from this, this, perspective that direct response involves getting attention and inspiring action, you're going to look for things like attention getting copy. Um, there's going to be an offer. It's going to be action focused. So even if it's a long pitch section, by the time you get down to the end of the copy, they're going to be telling you exactly what you get and the action that you need to take to get it. And so you're looking for marketing that gets attention and that inspires action, that makes a specific offer and asks you to take action on that. And so if you're looking through a niche and you're trying to figure out, okay, is this company just doing product listings where it's where it's like, this is the product that we offer, here's some features and benefits of it, and here's the add to cart button. That's not typically how a direct response marketer would structure it versus do they have an in-depth description of what the particular offer is and, and you know the features and the benefits and the story and why you should do this and speaking to you and it does a good job of grabbing your attention and building your interest and stimulating your desire for the product and encouraging you to take action, uh, especially with things like deadlines and things like that, well, that's gonna tend to be more direct response oriented. The other thing you can do is you can look at things like paid media buying. I, I, there are a lot of companies that just kind of put stuff out there and are like, you know, uh, trying to attract people just based on hope. <laughs> um, or maybe they do a lot of they do a lot of things along the lines of of PR and uh, getting media placements and that sort of thing. 
but they don't do paid media buying. Usually a direct response marketer is gonna be much more intentional. They're going to, for example, show up in ad networks, Facebook, Google ads, YouTube ads, all that stuff. Um, also another great place to look for direct response marketers is look for emails that are sent out inside a niche that that show sponsored at the top or advertisement at the top or the they talk about um they talk about this being a partner email or something and then send you to a sales page um, those sponsored emails are another type of paid media buying that do that they often uh, are done by direct marketers and so if you are on a bunch of email lists, you might start to notice these different sponsored emails and it can help you identify who the direct marketers that are spending money on email marketing, cold email marketing to other people's lists are. Uh, one other place this is kind of on the edge of being paid media buying is you can look on affiliate networks. There are some affiliate networks that are well known for the, in air quotes, direct response style advertising. There are other affiliate networks um, or offers within those networks that are maybe less over the top in terms of the overt direct response in air quotes style of advertising, but that still are applying the principles of direct response marketing. Uh, you can also, if you're, again, we're, we're just looking for, for ways that we can find them within a niche, you can look at what are the direct response events and conferences um, what are the conversion related? What are the, you know, what are that type of events and conferences that are going on? And who are the people who are going to those, who are attending those, who are, uh, who are presenting at those, who are giving case studies at those, who are sponsoring any kind of trade show area? You know, who are those people? And uh, for example, if, if you are looking at a particular online, um, let's say let's say some online software as a service platform that serves the, the marketers in that niche, you can look at who they list as their clients and identify, okay, that person is probably like, if they use ClickFunnels, they probably are the type of person who is using funnel style direct response uh, marketing strategies, right? Like, so you can identify, there's all sorts of ways where you can start digging down deep into these conferences and people that are involved um, with figuring out who are the companies within the niche that would resonate most with, with the direct response style of advertising. Also, just any kind of direct response groups, Facebook groups, uh, maybe certain subreddits, maybe more oriented towards direct response, certain forums, etc. You know, who, who is active in those? What companies do they talk about? You know, it takes, it takes some homework, but for a good copywriter, you're not trying to find that many. You're just trying to find a few who are, who are a really good fit, which brings me to identifying your preferred style of direct response marketer. Um, so just as a quick reminder, I said the niche uh, can, can guide you towards these direct response companies. The practice of direct response can guide you towards these companies and the style can drive, can guide you towards these companies. So, um, if you're identifying your preferred style of direct response marketer, there's a process that I actually recommend you follow that, that I've taught quite a few times, which is the dream 100 list. So 
My example, uh, when I was deciding that I wanted to work with financial publishers, I realized that a lot of the uh, Gora companies only hire people who are willing to move to Florida or Baltimore to work in-house, and I was not in a place in my life that I was willing and able to do that. And so um, I came up with a list of non-Agora financial marketers, financial publishers. And, um, and so I started, I made a list of as many of those as I could find. There are resources within that space to help you, like there are industry directories, et cetera, um, where I could just do a bunch of research and I could figure out who's publishing financial newsletters, investment newsletters. And so I came up with that big list. But then I added a criteria, and remember we're talking about preferred style here. I added the criteria of are they using long form sales letters because that was the type of project that I was looking to do. And so I got on everybody's email list, I explored everybody's website, and when I could find at least one good example of a long form sales letter that looked like the type of copy that I wanted to write for these publishers, then I would say yes, that they're using that. If I would spend 10, 15 minutes trying to find it from this particular marketer and I couldn't find it, then I would say, no, they're not using that. And um, I know that a lot of those sales letters are kind of hidden behind a layer or two, but like if if I couldn't find any example of it, if I signed up for their emails and they didn't link me towards that, then I decided, eh, maybe that's not that's that company doesn't do that. And so in the end, I came up with this list of non-Agora financial publishers who were using long-form direct response copy. And I ended up working with a whole bunch of those over the next few years. My schedule was full over the next few years working with those companies. So when you're looking for your preferred style, like what's your copywriting offer? What type of copy are you planning to write? What style of copy are you trying to write? Are you writing that over the top direct response copy? Or are you writing more subdued direct response copy, but you're still looking for companies that, for example, um, do rental email lists or always put an offer in their email and have some kind of personality driven email or um, that are doing Facebook ads that lead to advertorial pages or are doing um, ad networks that lead to advertorial pages. Uh, or are you doing, you know, what, what type of copy are you looking to write? What style? And how can you identify the companies within the niche that are currently doing that? And you want to be looking for a match. So things like style and structure and length, because the better fit that you have for the style of copywriting that you want to do, that you're trying to do, and this marketer and what they're already doing, the better client they will be for you. So you could say like, oh, you're a direct response marketer, I'm a direct response marketer, but if their definition of direct response is over the top crazy hype and uh, just made up promises that they never intend to fulfill, and you want something a little bit more subdued, a little bit more compliant that's that would hold up to scrutiny, like a, 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 a good thing if you want to avoid any compliance issues or minimize compliance and, and legal issues, is to write copy that could hold up in court. And if if they have zero desire to write copy that could hold up in court, and you want to write copy that could hold up in court, you could still both be using the principles of direct response, but it's not gonna be a great fit, and so they're not going to be a great client for you. Either they're gonna force you to write copy that you're not happy about, or, um, or you're just going to realize partway through the project that it's just not a fit at all, and you know, you, you need to part ways. Either way, the better fit that you have from the beginning, the better client 
experience you're going to have. So a few bonus tips for finding direct response marketers. Number one, sign up for lots of email lists. You can create what's called a ham account. So it's like spam, but but you know, real, real meat. Um, a, a ham account is a separate account that you create explicitly to get commercial email that you want. And so this, this ham account would be a separate email address that you enter into all of these marketers opt-in uh, forms and they start sending you their stuff. You can also buy products and that can help get you on even more customer lists because they tend to uh, you know, people who are buyers tend to get more attention than people who are just signing up for free emails. And so you pay attention to that, you pay attention to the type of marketing that they're doing, but also you look for any sponsored emails that you start to get. And you can find out additional marketers in the niche who are paying to send email by looking at who is sponsoring emails. And so um, you sign up for lots of email address and you just or for lots of email lists and you just pay attention to what is coming in and you pay a lot of attention and you keep taking notes about the different things that you find. And then when you're doing that, there's going to be this extra benefit that you're going to start getting retargeted, meaning there, the current technology of advertising on the internet allows these marketers to basically follow around, follow you around with ads. And um, so you browse lots of sites within the niche. You can browse new sites within the niche or, or new sites that talk about the topic in the niche. You can browse the different competitor sites, etc. And you're going to start to see different ads from your niche that are following you around the internet. And you want to figure out who is running those ads, who's the company behind those ads, because that's probably somebody using at least the principles of direct response. And so as you are retargeted around the internet, if you're paying attention, you're going to find these companies. Another little tip, um, and this is the last, uh, the last main tip here, and this felt more relevant when I started using this tip 15 years ago or however long ago. I, it, is, it is still relevant today, and I was just on it again today just to verify before I talked about it, is the Nextmark mailing list finder. So Nextmark is one word, N-E-X-T-M-A-R-K, mailing list finder. And this is a whole website dedicated to mailing, uh, mailing list rentals. And they can be email list or they can be postal mail addresses. But what you'll find is all of these people who have mailing lists available for rent, for usage, and it says how many people are on each list. It has uh, details about the list, the topics, how people got on the list, etc. And so you just go there to the, the, and this is a free tool, the Nextmark mailing list finder, and you search for topics. You start to search for lots of topics within your niche. And so the more specific these topics are, the better, by the way. So like you can search for joint supplements versus supplements. So you, you wanna work with marketers who are targeting a demographic where joint supplements might be relevant and you're interested in being a health supplement copywriter. Well, you can search for companies that have mailing lists that are associated with a joint supplement product purchase. Um, and as you're doing this, make sure that you are looking for company names, not compiled lists. So there are companies that specialize in compiling mailing lists for, for from all sorts of different um, contexts. So they may do public information or they may do it based on surveys or they may do it based on whatever, right? They, so they compile lists versus uh, what's called a response list. So this person purchased this, uh, this uh, book about joint pain, 
right? Or this person purchased a joint supplement. Um, you know, likewise, there's things like you could do dividend investors versus investors or whatever, but you're looking for, for company names and specific products versus compiled lists. And so you, you kind of have to go through it a few times before you start to get a sense of what that is. Um, now, uh, specific, I think, to the person who was asking this question of me last, I wanted to, I wanted to issue a warning to wrap this up. Um, as you are doing your market research here, um, I, I want to say that research, the more research you're doing, the more likely it is that it is an excuse for not taking action. So for example, I could decide I want to work with direct response marketers in the financial publishing niche. And I could make it a goal to find every direct response marketer in the financial publishing niche and come up with a list of what this company is, what their website is, who the primary you know, top three executives at the company are that might be related to marketing, find their contact information, and do this on the entire industry. And then that's gonna take me days, weeks, months, and it's never gonna feel complete. And I'm not, in the meantime, I'm not approaching one of them. I'm not trying to have a conversation with one of them. I'm not building any relationships with one of them. I'm just doing research as an excuse for not taking action. So my recommendation to you here is, you know, decide on who you want to work with, right? Decide this market that you want to work with based on the offer that you're going to make to them. Come up with that list and it can include lots of maybes. It can include a lot of people that might not be a perfect fit. A lot of people that aren't even, wouldn't even consider themselves direct response marketers. And then put yourself out there. Put yourself out there and just connect with them. Try and figure it out. In the beginning, because this really does feel like a question that's, that is really kind of an in the beginning question. In the beginning, imperfect clients are better than no clients. Imperfect clients are better than no clients. You, you don't want terrible clients, but it's okay to have an imperfect client in the beginning as you start to get your, you know, your, your, your sea legs under your <laughs> whatever it is, right? Um, so, what I would say is, is don't over-research the market at the expense of taking action and going out there and trying to get one client. And um, so, yeah, I hope that you are able to use what I've talked about here to find direct response companies. And I hope that your pursuit of direct response companies does not prevent you from actually getting one particular client within whatever niche or industry you are looking to work in. Don't forget there are links in the description to Big Idea Copywriting, that free web class, to the nine criteria of a perfect copywriting client. The list was from Clayton Makepeace, the articles from me, and also to the free scientific advertising book from Claude Hopkins. All of that's in the description. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day, every episode, I'm here trying to help you increase your marketing genius and making sure that you understand your target market and how to connect with them. That's pretty important in marketing. So go out there and practice this, uh, this little exercise in marketing genius, and I will catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.